creators that I've talked to like did not follow a formula, you know, like they didn't follow form. There's definitely best practices. Like we know what, a, you know, if we looked at two thumbnails, we can tell which one is probably better than the other. You know, you have to know your way around the YouTube dashboard and all of that. There's like a know-how and a savviness, but then everything else is like, no one can tell you what is the best video that Heather Ramirez can make. The only person who could decide that is me. Hey guys, welcome back to the Hive Podcast. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. However you're consuming the podcast, I have a great episode, as always, in store for you this week. This guest needs no introduction. Let's just welcome her back to the show. Heather Ramirez, how you doing? Hello. Hey, everybody. Thanks for Who's thanks for taking the time. Watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited yeah. to, to have you back. Um, you know, you've been on the show technically twice. So this is your third time. So you're the most repeated yeah. guest <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> up <until> this point. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, um, I was really looking forward to this episode. Uh, you know, this kind of stems from, oh, this was way back from an episode of the couple's table that you and Tom did. Yeah. And you guys were talking about bad YouTube advice. And I'm going to throw Tom under the bus for a second, just because he's like my favorite person. Um, and yeah. he kind of, my slogan, just start, he kind of threw that under the bus that that's bad YouTube advice. And it is, if it's not what you need. And that's what we're going to get into. Like yeah. it is, I think it is good advice. And even he agrees that it's good advice, but it's not good advice. If it's not the advice that you need at the time, like, all right, right. I already started, I'm going, I don't need to just start. I'm plugging away. What do I do mm -hmm. next? Because I need some advice. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how bad YouTube advice can impact creator mental health too, which, you know, you're a huge, huge advocate of, and I absolutely love that. And I can't think of anybody else on the platform of YouTube or just social media in general, who's talking about creator mental health as much as you are. Um, so let's get into it. What is, I would love to hear what Heather thinks is the worst <laughs> YouTube advice or creator advice the out worst. there right now? Oh man, uh, chase the algorithm. That's Anything horrible. that has to do with the algorithm is probably the the one that um, makes me shudder the most. And I mean, it's funny because I, like you said, these discussions and, and talking about this is so much a part of my world. We've done several episodes, couples table on it. And Tom and I, I mean, we were literally just talking about it earlier today. Um, the thing with the way that I feel about ad YouTube advice in general is that it it's so hard because YouTube is so big and everyone's YouTube journey looks totally different. And I think that's that's the part where I feel bad because if you don't know anything, right? Like if you're a newbie or you're just getting started or whatever, of course, like, any advice that any experienced person says is going to sound like good advice. But the thing that I hope people will come to realize fast is that everyone's YouTube journey is unique. So, you know, I think first and foremost, YouTube is creative expression. I think it is a way to share your voice and create something and share something that only you can. So as soon as you start I'm going to speak for myself. As soon as I start or whenever I have in the past trying to, I don't know, jump on trends or, you know, obsess over analytics or, you know, SEO optimization or, 
you know, just try to do things that maximize that are supposed to maximize for, you know, engagement and exposure and stuff. I, I stop giving credit to my individuality and my creativity. And it's hard because doing it the way that everyone else is doing it or doing it the way that people say like, Hey, this is the advice that you should be following and you do it, it, even though it might not be working, it feels like you're doing the right thing because you're doing what they said. Whereas if you take a risk on your creative expression, on your individual way of creating something that doesn't exist, no one can validate that, right? Like no one can tell you that was a good idea, a bad idea. Like it, it really is. And even, you know, depending on where you are in your YouTube journey, you might not get that immediate feedback from your subscribers right? Like depending on if you're just starting a a channel from scratch, like maybe there is nobody there who can tell you like, this was a great video. And and maybe like, you know, you upload a video. This is like me and Tom's favorite thing is when we upload a video, we look at where it ranks, right? Like YouTube will tell you, oh, this is video number seven out of 10 or whatever. Um, But the thing is like YouTube doesn't know all the other ideas that you are considering are brainstorming right now. So it's like, even the, even the context that it's, it's telling you your ranking of videos is not taking in the bigger picture. And it all comes down to this at the end of the day, like you are, it is creative expression. It is, it is a way to, share something that's important to you to connect with other people who find that thing also important to potentially, um, you know, turn into an income and all of that and lead to incredible opportunities. Or in my case, the love of your life. Yes. All of those things like can happen, but I really think that the more you lean into yourself and figure out what that is for you is not the glamorous way to do it. It's the, it's the hard way because again, there's no, there's no data that can really like tell you that, but that's the thing that's going to lead to longevity, sustainability. And in my opinion, like those, those are, that's the thing that's going to lead to like the opportunity. Yeah. So like anything else, you know, that has to do with like growth hacks and like, I don't know, platitudes. It's just, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really feel like they help much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, and I've I've seen tons of those videos. They still come out and those growth hacks or hacking the algorithm, hacking YouTube, that's not going to set you up for success. And there's no cheating the system. You can't cheat the system. You can't beat the system. They're changing the algorithm all the time to avoid that in the first place. And it looks for that. I love what you mentioned about not reading too much into the algorithm and like video rankings because it's done again by a machine and it's pretty dang good. It's a good machine on recommending stuff that the viewer might want to watch or might like, but it doesn't know your bank of ideas. It doesn't know what's going on in your mind. And just so, just because what you've made so far isn't currently ranking well, and maybe that's because your channel's new and it just needs time to grow. Right. It doesn't know that like Mm -hmm. your next idea isn't going to be like the one that really launches your channel and grabs, you know, a lot of people, people's attention. So you do have to put your creativity first, but on the flip side um, of the algorithm and reading into that, what about treating YouTube as a business? I didn't really prep you for this, but I kind of came, I was thinking about this when you were talking about the algorithm, 
for a creative individual who's looking to just create and, and wants that creative expression. And if a channel grows and it can turn into a business, awesome. But what if you're already approaching it as a business? For instance, I had a, a call with a, a company that has a YouTube channel. And the whole point of having the YouTube channel is a segment of their business, right? To grow right. their business, yeah. to grow their, <laughs> right. to, you know, their visibility. It's a, it's a yeah. marketing outlet. Sure. Would the algorithm play into that, to that, to the way they create and what they create then, or should they still approach it as a creative outlet? I mean, so first of all, I think you can do whatever you want on YouTube. Like I, I think that YouTube's at the point where, you know, there's always going to be exceptions to the rule. So that's number one. Number two, my, my advice, right? Like my suggestion to the business who wants to start a YouTube channel for a marketing thing is to recognize that no one is going to willingly subscribe to a marketing channel. Like most people are not going to sign up for that channel. However, right? Like if you know, and because you're the business owner, you're in business, you know who your customer avatar is, you know what they are struggling with, you know their lifestyle, right? It's not necessarily like this product solves this specific problem, but in general, the type of person who does business with you also does this, or, you know, this is part of the whole, you know, lifestyle of someone who uses your products. Can you make content that addresses that, right? Or like comes at it from that angle of like, you know, I am a person who cares about these things because that is a channel that someone would subscribe to, right? So if you're if you're just talking about how like your product is the best, like immediately, you know, not only has the YouTube algorithm gotten really good, but people just sniff that like so, like you will have people click out so fast. Um, but there totally is a way to, to successfully do business marketing on YouTube. You just have to do it in a, I mean, you know, do it however you want, but I, I do feel like it would be a missed opportunity to not take advantage of, of community that YouTube offers, yeah. you know? And I think right now that's the thing that YouTube offers like more than any other platform. I think, I mean, for everyone listening, I think they just got a huge knowledge bomb because even for a business, <laughs> like focusing on the algorithm and numbers isn't necessarily the most important thing. You can still be creative and you're right. Like you might ha put out a video that talks about your product that does really, really well, but for long-term growth and long-term interaction and community building, talking about your product nonstop isn't going to do well. Show how it benefits people, show how people are using it the lifestyle around people that use your mm -hmm. product. That's such great advice. And that just goes to show you that there is bad YouTube advice out there, no matter where you're at in your YouTube journey. And that advice depends on where you're at in your journey. Um, you brought yeah. out like, there's so much advice from people that have been around forever that have grown huge channels. Well, one, their outlook on things are going to be completely different than someone that's trying to get that 100 subscribers so they can put a name to their channel. Um, right. And when mm -hmm. they started that it's completely different now. It, totally different. And mm -hmm. the yeah. advice from some of these bigger channels that they're putting out is all based on what they did to grow. And what they did to grow is almost like that advice is almost obsolete. Like there are some key factors, but it just doesn't apply. You know, YouTube in 2014, 2015, 
nothing like it is in 2022. Um, so let's continue no, with, definitely. yeah, let's continue with that bad advice. Like what don't read, don't read too much into the algorithm, but uh, yeah, what are some other bad advice that you're seeing out there other than that, that are impacting people's growth and maybe make them feel like they're just spinning their wheels? Honestly, Jared, I think like I have gotten so good at curating my feeds that I don't see that advice. Yeah, that's good. So I can't like tell you anything like in particular, but the things that that I can think of, like anything that has to do with, if you had asked me this question last year, I would have had a different answer. YouTube in 2022 is is just like you said, very very different, and I I'm just like doubling down on this on this idea that if you're in it to chase numbers, like I can't, I can't help you. Um, I just think that like, even if you do get a video that goes viral, right. That virality does not guarantee sustainability. And what are we doing here? If we're just trying to get the one video that hits a million views, like for me, you know, maybe the reason why I care about it so much and I'm, I'm very like particular about this is because both me and my husband, this is our bread and butter. And we want to be doing this for as long as we can. We do it very differently. We, we have very different approaches, but both of us are full-time creators. And I mean, just, you know, I quit my job and then started a YouTube channel. Tom like started his YouTube channel, waited until he was making the same amount and then quit, you know, to go full time. So we have very different, um, angles on this. And like you said, YouTube is so different. So when it comes to like advice in terms of like, Oh, you know, how do I quickly do this? Or how do I, you know, I don't know. Here's one thing that stands out. Like, Oh, what do you have to do in the first 10 seconds to make sure that you like grab attention because people's attention spans are fading. That's the one that like, Oh my gosh, I can't like, I understand that we now live in a society that constantly is refreshing feeds that never end. I get that there's a different way that we communicate, but we as human beings, like, I I don't think we've like evolved to a point where literally our attention spans are getting smaller. I don't think that's what it is. I just think that there is a way to communicate. There is a way to peak interest, right? That doesn't necessarily mean I have to do a crazy, like, you know, spend millions of dollars on a set to do like a Mr. Beastie type of video, right? Like that's why it just depends on like, maybe it's seriously, uh, somebody filming their terrarium with a snail, like walking an inch and it takes 30 seconds for that to happen for the right person. That is a very interesting video. And that's why it's it's that kind of stuff that makes me very cringed when I hear about YouTube advice. Cause it's like, it's like these blanket statements that just there's, I will, I promise you, I will find an exception to the rule. And because YouTube is so big, that exception is going to be hundreds, thousands, you know, of channels that are all doing it against the rule. Like another one that kills me is, oh, your videos have to be as short and punchy as possible. I'm literally in the middle of a two hour video. Like, you know, I, I, I just, I really don't think that there is a formula. 
And if you want to believe that there is awesome, cool. Like I'm not, you know, and, and like, I also want to make it clear. I'm not going to judge anybody who gives out YouTube advice. Like my whole thing is creator empowerment. The reason why I'm so passionate about this is because I really do believe that everyone has a story worth sharing and that, and you know, if you, give yourself the chance to share your story on YouTube. It can lead to incredible things that we just never had access to before. So I, you know, I totally believe anyone can do this, but, um, like it's to the point Jared, where sometimes I don't like, I, I kind of hesitate to call myself a YouTube coach because I, I don't want to associate myself with other people who are also like giving YouTube advice, but haven't started a channel, like haven't been like, like, honestly, have you started a channel in 2022, like from scratch? You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's totally different now. Yeah. Everything is different. I mean, there are some basics, right. That everybody needs help with, but I think when Heather and I are talking about YouTube advice, uh, anybody that that's out there, like giving you advice on, on growth, I mean, that's good. I mean, we all kind of want growth. It's such a fine line. Like you want growth because it, it kind of helps you judge where your success level is at, but that shouldn't be the only thing that determines your success level is, is numbers. And I think when you're looking to grow and you're specifically looking at that advice, maybe, maybe you need to take a step back and figure out why you have a YouTube channel. Like what is the purpose? Because if it's just for numbers and fame, I think Tom was talking about this in his latest podcast, or maybe it was the couple table couples table last week. I can't remember. They, they all start to blend in after a while because <laughs> I'm always ca- trying to catch up. I'm on the you know the re, uh, replay team. Um, yeah, I think you're approaching it from the wrong from the wrong direction. If like you're looking for those hacks, and if that's what you're looking for, you're not going to grow because it's just not going to work for you because you're not approaching it the right way. But that in itself might be bad YouTube advice. I don't know. (laughs) See, that's the thing. Because I, who am I to tell you what's right or wrong, right? Like you decide that for yourself. But like if, if 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 you're asking me, right, like somebody who hasn't, has just like, I'm brand new to the world of YouTube and I want to give this a try. Um, Yeah, like you said, there's definitely like just start is Definitely the advice that probably someone who's just starting needs to hear because it's just a bunch of excuses of trying to talk yourself out from doing the hardest part, which is recording your first video. Like that's the advice they need to hear right there. Um, but then everything after that, it's, it's like, I really think that getting with a community of other creators or, you know, hanging out with someone who's more of a, in a coaching or mentoring, um, role rather than here's a template, here's a formula, here's like the exact step A, B and C that you need to do. Like, I think, you know, I use the word mentor because a mentor's role is to help you be the best person that you can be. Like, you know, a basketball coach, the basketball coach doesn't necessarily have to be a better basketball player, but they help the, the basketball player you know, play their best game. Right. And I feel like a lot because YouTube is such a personal journey, a lot of the things that are holding you back from manifesting like your greatest videos is self-doubt is like negativity in your own head, you know, you second guessing yourself, like all of that, maybe because you saw some bad YouTube advice that's like starting to get you to question everything. Um, 
because honestly, I think like, and I don't know, Jared, you can, you've talked to a lot of creators as well. All the creators that I've talked to, like did not follow a formula, you know, like they didn't follow form. There's definitely best practices. Like we know what, a, you know, if we looked at two thumbnails, we can tell which one is probably better than the other. You know, you have to know your way around the YouTube dashboard and all of that. There's like a know-how and a savviness, but then everything else is like, no one can tell you what is the best video that Heather Ramirez can make. The only person who could decide that is me, you know? And like, it, it's just like a, if, if that's exciting to you, then you're, you're in the right place, right? Like it's, it's a, it's an artist looking at their blank canvas and they're looking at it like, oh my God, I can't wait to create like this amazing thing. It's the same thing with video creators. We look at the blank timeline and we're like, oh man, I'm about to crunch out, you know, this awesome video. It's to be so much fun. If you have that, uh, approach and feeling like you, who cares about the advice? You're on the right track. Like just keep going. Yeah. But if you are like looking for an answer, um, I think you might be looking for something that isn't going to come. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know what that is. Like, you know, cause a lot of it is just like, maybe you need to take a step back, take, take a break and then revisit. Yep. You know, like maybe that's the advice that you need to hear. It's not like, oh, you know, this is. And that's never uh, advice you'll find on YouTube for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not, because you know why? Because that's the advice it's that isn't going to grow a channel. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's why you're not going to see that advice in the, you know, the top 10 lists or whatever. Because yep. it's, you know, it's not engaging. It's reality. That's what I think. <laughs> what we all need to be careful of when it comes to YouTube advice is keep in mind that the people that are making these videos are making it based on trying to get more views and to get people into their to their community. So it might be a bait and switch. It might be good YouTube advice. It might be bad YouTube advice. But ultimately, you got to think that they're putting that out there to try to grow something. And so you, you got to be a little bit skeptical and if some of the advice works for you based on where you're at in your YouTube journey, great. But you just need to, I think you need to approach all YouTube advice with a being a little bit skeptic and figure out what works for you, what doesn't, and apply it to your situation. One last thing before we take a quick break and dive into how bad YouTube advice affects mental health. Um, there is some uh, like YouTube statement, YouTube advice that I know he drives Heather nuts and she, she does not like it. And that's the fact that, hey, Heather, you ha if you want to go full-time and you want to make a living as a creative, you have to have, I heard you have to have 100,000 subscribers. Otherwise, it's just not going to work, right? Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not true for everyone that, listening or watching. I love that you know me. <laughs> it's yeah, not true. For sure. Um, yeah. Okay, so here's the reason why it drives me crazy is because, again, um, I think it's, it is, it is setting an expectation of like what this person is about to embark on, like this journey, right? Like you think that in order to go full-time, you need to get a hundred thousand subscribers or what, you know, X number, whatever. And so when you don't hit that or you're nowhere near that, you feel like you can't make money. And I just feel like, so my husband, Tom just crossed a hundred thousand subscribe subscribers. I have two YouTube channels, which I think last time I checked probably have a cumulative of three, 13,000 subscribers. Yeah. And I've been full time since the beginning, like for six years. 
you know, I definitely don't recommend that. That would be bad YouTube advice, <laughs> but, um, and I don't want to grow. Like I don't want the, I just don't have the, you know, we'll talk about this. I don't have the, whatever it is, thick skin to deal with, a with a huge audience. Like I love the current community that I got. I know them intimately. Like I consider a lot of them friends and, and like, I'm cool with this. And because I'm still able to be full time. Like, I don't, I don't want to, like, I don't, it's not that I don't care. I, you know, I care, but I, my goal is not to like grow much larger than this. And so I started a whole podcast from called from one to 100, all about how, you know, I interviewed a bunch of creators that were all doing, if not full time, at least making you know, a substantial income off of their YouTube channels that were mostly sub 10,000 subscribers. Um, definitely, you know, under a hundred thousand. Cause I, I wanted to make it a point like, no, you don't, it doesn't have to come with a large audience. And that's also like the awesome thing about YouTube today is that you don't, you know, you don't need, you don't need the large numbers to be able to, you know, make a full-time income, side income, whatever it is. Now, am I saying it's easy? No, like it's definitely not easy, but it's possible. And I think that's the hardest part is like, is this even possible? Yeah. Many people have done it. I have a whole podcast, you know, of all different kinds of channels, of all different kinds of people from, you know, different ages, different niches that are monetizing in various different ways, but are all basing it off their YouTube content. Yep. And I think that you nailed it right there is it's different revenue streams. Uh, you, if you think you're going to make a living on YouTube with a hundred thousand su subscribers and it's just going to be from YouTube and AdSense, like, no, but I mean, maybe for some, maybe for some, maybe the AdSense might be enough depending on your circumstance, but it is, it is for the most part, not enough to make a living off of. And depending on your content, um, maybe having less subscribers, and having, you know, the AdSense might be enough because maybe your content's super engaging. Maybe it's really niche. Maybe the ads for that super expensive. So that right there just shows how everybody's situation is different. And if you mm -hmm. get locked into this advice that you have to have 100,000 subscribers to have a successful YouTube channel and to make a living, that right there is going to affect your mental health because that can seem such like a huge number when you're nowhere close to it. And it might seem like a number that you could never, never achieve mm -hmm. based on where you're at. And so that can, that can harm your mental health. So we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about creator mental health uh, right after the break. And we'll be right back. I wanted to share with you one of the best decisions and investments I've ever made as a content creator. Nothing has impacted the quality of what I create and how I create as much as Ecamm has. Ecamm is the leading all-in-one live streaming production platform built for Mac. But let me tell you, it is so much more than that. You actually don't even need to live stream with Ecamm. You can use its powerful production platform like I do to record videos and podcasts to ease the burden of post-production. Ecamm supports multiple camera inputs, camera LUTs, and color correction. You can build in scenes, overlays, text, widgets, and sound. 
The ability to bring on remote guests and record multi-track audio has been huge for this podcast. Oh, and I almost forgot, Ecamm allows you to stream and record in 4K. Good luck finding another application that lets you do that. Rather than being a cloud-based application, which, let's be honest, usually spits out junk, Ecamm is an application on your Mac, leveraging your computer's processing power rather than some remote server, ensuring you get the most power and the best quality. From beginners to experts, from content creators to businesses, thousands trust Ecamm to power their video productions. Use the link in the show notes or the description of the video to download Ecamm and try a 14-day free trial. Use code JARED15 at checkout if you decide to purchase to receive 15% off. Trust me, your future self is going to thank you. Welcome back, guys. I'm talking with Heather Ramirez. We've been talking about bad YouTube advice up to now, and we're going to talk about how that can affect your mental health as a creator. That's it's a big topic nowadays on how social media, how YouTube, just creator mental health has become such a big topic. Um, and I, I'm passionate about it. Heather's super passionate about it. So let's let's dive right into it. Um, the first thing I want to talk about, we'll talk about the bad YouTube advice and how that affects, but I would love to hear Heather talk about how she thinks the YouTube rating system affects creator mental health. Um, whether that rating system is good, is it bad, is it all how you view it? And I think that might be the answer. But if you don't know, when you log into your YouTube um, studio and you can see your analytics, the f- you cannot look at the YouTube studio, even on the app version, without seeing how your latest video is performing. And it's ranked from 1 to 10. And hey, if you if every video you, re- you release is ranking 1, wow. Awesome. You're doing something really, really good. You don't need a, maybe we should come to you for YouTube advice, <laughs> but yeah. for the most part, occasionally you get that one out of 10 and it feels good. But a lot of times it's like five out of 10, seven out of 10 or the dreaded 10 yeah. out of 10. And you've put so much work into it and you had these expectations, you uploaded it and then YouTube is saying, good job, but it's not good enough. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the rating system. I mean, it sucks because I want to tell you that I don't pay attention to it, but you can't help it because every time you log in, like it's just there. I've actually learned to ignore my subscriber numbers. Like if someone did a heat map of like where I look on my phone, I just (laughs) ignore the top number for some reason. I don't know how I was able to do that, but there's no way to do it with YouTube studio or the dashboard. Um, It's hard. The only thing that I can provide is like context, right? Because, you know, who who's getting one out of 10 for every video? A new channel, probably, you know, because if you don't even have 10 videos, say you have 11 videos and you're just starting, I can imagine that someone who's just starting has 11 videos, your 12th video might be number one because now like, you know, you're, you're every better, every video that you make is going to get better and better. Your channel is probably growing and growing like even if you get one new subscriber to watch, like that's still analytically more numbers. So YouTube can, you know, give you that one out of 10. Obviously that's probably, you know, not what we're talking about, but that's the context. I mean, is like, it it totally depends. And what we were saying before the break is like, okay, yeah, that, that, 
that's based on YouTube's numbers, but what about all, what about all the videos that like didn't make it say that you had just uploaded a video, but you were thinking about creating this other video and you decided like, Oh, you know, I, I'm going to do that one later or whatever. What if that one did worse or better or who knows? Like, you know, the, obviously like YouTube has a vested interest in your videos doing better because that's more opportunity for them to, you know, monetize also. So like, it's if you understand that it's all from the context of YouTube success, not necessarily your success. I have to tell myself and remind myself that to this day. And when I remember that, like, okay, my last video, I think I posted it two weeks ago. I think it got like an eight out of 10, which fine. But I saw it, I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I had such a great time uploading a video. So whatever. I still had to say, I still had to say that to myself as the week went on, it started to climb went from seven. And I think it's at four of 10. Maybe it took a week, I think, to get there to the four out of 10 spot. Uh, but that's another thing, right? Is that the ratings will change, you know, who, who knows? Like maybe, maybe like there is a big push or maybe your video gets picked up in search that is not necessarily something you have control over. So now are you supposed to feel better for something that you had no part in? You know, like, and like, I I just have to tell myself that, okay? Like me talking right now is literally, this is what I would say to myself because I am totally guilty of having that have an effect on my mental health, even though I don't want it to. But the other thing I just try to remind myself is, I want YouTube to work for me. I don't want to work for YouTube. You know, like YouTube is a tool for me. I don't want to be the tool for YouTube, damn it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I I should have started the conversation with asking, you know, what does creator mental health mean to you? Like what what is that to you? Is it solely not letting yourself, you know, be having a machine tell you what your worth and your yeah. value is based on numbers? Or, or is it, is it more than that? So, okay. Mental health in general. The reason why I'm so passionate about it is because I was diagnosed with ADHD at 30 years old. Um, and I grew up in a family and came from a background that did not take mental health seriously. It, it was, it was very like to this day, it's very much looked on as like, it's all in your head or you'll be fine or, you know, it's just not taken seriously. Um, and so that's why I was already vlogging at that time when I got diagnosed and I shared kind of what it was like to get that diagnosis. And it was so, it was the biggest relief ever because now everything made sense. Like everything about the way that I think and approach things and like why I always felt like I was failing or why I always felt like I didn't fit in. And, and all these things where I felt like I was doing something wrong, all of a sudden had context of like, oh, it's because of this. And that's totally fine. You're not wrong. You're just different. Cool. Understanding that made life, I don't know, so much more empowering. Like now I knew how to design my life to make things work for me to play to my strengths. Um, and I think because YouTube is such a creative endeavor, it, I mean, 
you will create your best content when you are feeling your best. And YouTube itself can really mess with you feeling your best, right? And it's finding that balance. I think when it comes to creator mental health, it's sad because I feel like the conversation doesn't get had until it's like too late. Like now we have to talk about it because you've already burnt out. But I really wish it would just be part of the journey, like part of the conversation because, because like, you know, your creativity it is, it goes hand in hand when, with your mentality. 100%. So yeah. It doesn't have to be where like now you're sick that now you take care of yourself and you start going to the gym, right? Like you should, you know, I'm not saying you need to do anything in particular. Like obviously however you take care of your mental health is up to you, but at least being conscious of it and, and taking steps to be proactive um, and making sure that you're okay, especially like for people who are doing it full time, like me and Tom, like if we shut off, the business shuts off, our income shuts off, right? So we don't want to wait until there's a fire to deal with things, right? Like we want to make sure that we're doing what we can to be proactive. So, um, so yeah, like at the end of the day, there are so, so many things um, that can affect mental health being a creator. And I think that like, it's, it's interesting because there's like, you don't start talking about it until you've experienced it. Like there's no, you know, when, okay. Going back to advice, like no one's going to tell you, Oh, make sure to like watch out for your mental health when you're just starting YouTube. Like why, why talk about that? Right. So I think a lot of the time it's like, I don't know, you have to learn things the hard way you have to get yeah. your first negative comment. You have to, you have to get your 10 out of 10 video and, and realize, but the key is to like, realize that it's not anything on you. Right. But just trying to look at the situation, and understand why do you feel the way that you feel? Like, why does this negative comment bother you? Why does that 10 out of 10 bother you? Why does, um, why is it so much harder to make a video today than it was yesterday? right? Like it's something else bothering you and, and understanding that. So for me, I talk about this all the time. I have something called premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which is, I think they're trying to categorize it as a mental health. Um, but I don't think it has been yet, but basically it's like super exasperated PMS. So for two weeks, like 10 to 14 days out of the month, I, I have like, I'm just incapacitated basically. It's everything from anxiety, depression, to uh, insecurity, panic attacks, sensitivity to rejection, uh, second-guessing myself, low confidence, low self-esteem. Like, And that's just the mental part. There's also like physical stuff. If I had not come to terms with that, I could look at that and be like, oh, there's no way I could do this full-time because I don't have the same amount of time as everybody else. Rather than seeing it that way, it's about managing it and saying, okay, I have this. So what do I have to do? How do I have to design my life so that I can still meet my goals and do what I want to do and do what I'm passionate about while also like managing my mental health? My life will probably look very different from yours, but but putting in that effort and and not feeling bad about it, not feeling bad that you're like, oh, I, I, I'm, you know, like you, you might think it's cheesy to journal every morning. Fine. Right. 
but that might work for a lot of people. Like some people need to prime the pump and get all their bad ideas out before the good ones start showing up. Right. Maybe it's, you know, you join a creator community so that you have, you could just surround yourself with other people who are also doing the same thing. Cause I think for a lot of us, you know, we don't necessarily know someone in person or live with someone who is also doing the creator journey. There's so many ways, you know, to, to go about it. But I think the important thing is, is to realize that just to, to be aware of it, to be aware of your own mental health. And especially when it comes to YouTube, where you are the face of your brand, your channel, your content, your ideas, like you are your biggest asset, you, you know? And I think more than anything, YouTube can definitely hurt your mental health. Like it's not going to hurt your physical health necessarily, unless you're doing like crazy outrageous content. But, um, yeah, you'll, it's, it'll be the most humbling thing that you'll ever do. I think you'll find that out fast. (laughs) Yeah. And creator mental health, it's nothing new, right? It's just, it's so more, it's, you know, a writer puts out a book, right? And it took forever to get maybe feedback from people that review the book, but that's still creator mental health, creating a book out of nothing and getting a bad review could affect the, the, the writer. Same thing with a painter. Maybe, you know, they didn't get, no one likes their painting, you know, for now. And then 10 years later, they become super popular and takes off. Same thing with plays, right? That's a creative outlet and you get plays reviewed and maybe it gets a bad review. You got to watch out for your creative mental health. I think it's just so much more dominant now when it comes to social media, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is, is because that feedback is so instantaneous when you when you hit upload or publish that that feedback happens immediately and the ups and downs just come so much faster now than they ever have before. So I think it's, it's just something that each individual needs to look at to just be mindful of that it can be an issue and it does happen gradually. Like as you're starting out, like you have that success and those highs feel great and you know, those lows probably don't come for a little while and it just happens gradually. You find yourself checking those numbers more often. You find yourself putting stress on yourself because you feel the stress from YouTube saying, well, this video is a nine out of 10. You need to make another one so it can be, you can have a one out of 10. So you just got to be careful. You just got to be mindful. And like Heather said, take care of yourself. If you need a break, take a break and you're going to create your best content. You're going to be your most creative and have the most fun doing it when you feel good. So take care of yourself. Well, Heather. Exactly. Yeah. It's been great. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like to close out, Um, I think Jared, you know, this is, I talked about this on the episode of couples table, but I wrote a creator creed for myself, which is like, uh, you know, kind of like a statement of my beliefs and why I'm doing this and what I believe in and what I'm trying to achieve with my channel. It was like, honestly, I recommend anybody to do it because it was one of the greatest things that I did for my mental health and like helping me feel grounded every time I create content. The first line in my creed is. I am a YouTube creator by choice. And I think that's the thing that is easily forgotten because you start to feel like you are a slave to the algorithm, to the numbers, to YouTube, but you could walk away at any time. Nobody is forcing you to do this. This is all voluntary, but it doesn't feel that way. You know, it doesn't feel like, especially when you're low point, it's like you feel like you're not in control. And there's a lot of things that you have no like, power in but at the end of the day youtube is a choice um and like doing what you can to empower yourself 
and make it so that the journey is fun, I think is, I think is the way to go. Yeah. So it, yeah. we get to do this. It's a privilege. Um, no one's yeah. making you do it. And if you find yourself being miserable, like just stop, you don't have to do it. You can, <laughs> yeah, you can feel be better. So much easier. To <laughs> yeah, you can feel seriously. better. Oh, well, guys, <laughs> if you enjoyed listening to topics like this, um, Heather and her husband, Tom talk about topics just like this a lot on the couple's table. So, uh, it'll be linked down in the description of the video and the show notes of the podcast. Highly recommend that you subscribe, go check it out. Um, every Thursday around 1 p.m. Pacific, you can watch it live on YouTube or Tuesdays. You can, you can listen to, uh, the replay, um, on your favorite podcast player. Heather, thank you. Thank you so much for your time and coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks, Jared. Of course. Of course. Well, guys, I hope you're, you're enjoying season three. We're, we're deep into it now. We're marching to that 100th episode, which I'm super stoked about. It's a huge goal of mine to be able to release 100 episodes. These, these are a lot of work and I enjoy doing it and I hope you guys are benefiting from it. So if you are, and you're watching on YouTube, make sure you give it a thumbs up, subscribe if you haven't already. So you don't miss future episodes on YouTube. If you're, if that's the way you're consuming it, but if you're listening in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever your favorite podcast player is, leave a five-star rating. And the best way to show your gratitude and your appreciation for the content, share it with somebody else. If they can benefit from it, share it with them. And I appreciate that. Uh, until next week, I'll see you guys.